Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record. everybody, welcome to Elder Scrolls Off the Record for episode number 26, the final week for our challenge that the hosts are still giving me dirty looks about. I am Joe <laughs> the Widget Wilson, and if I sound kind of funny this episode, it's because I had a lot of dental work today, and they put me on some really potent pain medication, so bear with me. And joining me, as always, the man of my dreams, <laughs> Mr. Evarwin. Joe! Did that creep you out a little bit? Joe. Yeah, no homo, bro. But uh, uh, yeah, well, I, that was not my intention. You know, I don't, I don't roll that way. Anyway, <laughs> Joe, you're <laughs> one. Hello, Joe. Hello, chat room. How is everyone doing today? We got a nice big chat room today. I love it. <laughs> and the other man with the master plan, because I am his fan, Lewis, the lore master, Alan. Hey, hello, Joe. Hello, Ivarwin. Hello, everyone in the chat room. Glad everyone's here tonight. And unfortunately, for the first time that since I've known Dave, he is not able to make it to the recording. He got tied up at his real-life job. Hopefully, if he gets on later on during the show, we'll drop him in the call and include him. But for right now, he's not here. We don't know when he's going to be able to make it here. So maybe a show without him. We apologize now, but we'll, we'll miss his company. Hopefully, he'll get here at some point in the show. Alrighty, we have a lot to go over. Do we have any advertisers to talk about today? We have doghousesystems.com. Oh, yeah. That's who we have. <laughs> like this show and every other show we have on our network, doghousesystems.com is sponsoring our show today. And we want to let you know if you're looking for a brand new gaming computer, do not hesitate. Run straight away to doghousesystems.com. Invest your time and your money in them. They are gamers. <laughs> making gaming computers for you with you in mind so definitely check them out all right they've got some great computer gaming rigs awesome laptops meant for gaming if you decide to buy one of their computers okay go over to um the checkout all right and plug in the code off the record all one word and you will receive ram double the ram for free it's about 100 to 150 dollars value at doghouse systems all righty we have the final week of the challenge i am apologizing to my hosts i did not mean to stress them out that was not my intention that's all right <laughs> i uh just decided to uh take up my my guns and um i realized that the last hour wasn't worth my life and i put them down and now i'm here <laughs> wow <laughs> thanks you Byron. that makes me feel so much better about my life fred <laughs> told me that uh he went postal <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into the whole meat and potatoes. Yeah, I went straight there. Oh, oh there right it there. is. He said it. 
He did. Um, I have a couple of questions I want answered from all of our hosts on this. Okay, this is the final wrap okay. up of this challenge. I want to know what was learned yes. from the challenge. No. I want to know what did you like about your character, dislike about it, what would you have changed in your about your build, play style, maybe do different quest direction or different RP style. I want to know what was learned by this. Wow. I have so much for this. And a little bit of your playthrough if you would like as well. Yeah. Um, I'm going to kick this off really quick and just say that I retired my sexy assassin and will never play her again. Why? <laughs> she drove me nuts. Wait, what you, when you say um, retire, what do you mean? The level she's at is the level she stays. Okay. And I got her to level 38. So I was 12 levels shy of the goal. Um, and I did put a lot of time into her. I did. But honestly, the whole sneaky assassin thing and with the bugs in the game when it comes to that play style were driving me insane. Uh, when I was stand-up combat, I couldn't hold my own. And you can't fight a lot of certain bosses or a lot of events in the game in sneak. It won't let you. It was a whole part of the story. I went to go do the... Uh, I actually was doing the Dovahkiin quest chain. I didn't do a live stream last night because... I was actually doing that quest chain. I didn't want to run any spoilers because there's still a lot of people out there who really haven't done that all the way yet. I didn't want to spoil it, so I just did it on my own. And I got to the point where you had to fight a big dragon, the main the main uh, bad guy of the, of the main storyline, on the top of the mountain. And Oh, man, you totally spoiled that for me now. Oh, shut up. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you got to fight a hey, dragon? The dragon's the bad guy? Really? A dragon? A bad guy? But I, it wouldn't let me sneak him at all because he's a dragon. It was a part of the story. And I couldn't beat him one-on-one. -on -one. And I was level 38 and I could not touch him. Until the point where I, I have Mayrun's Razor. I did get that. And I got lucky and got a one-hit kill on him. After my fifth try, I'm actually fighting him. Wow. Um, I, I capped out at 100 sneak. I was 70-something, 70 72 in one hand. I had 100 blacksmithing. I was wearing Daedric armor. Daedric, I had Daedric daggers, and I still had that problem because I was wearing mm -hmm. daggers. Um, okay. However, you know, I really did enjoy the one aspect of the character that really, that really got me giddy was that when it did work and I was able to come up and sneak behind people and cut their throats and like I was never even seen in one hit. And I always want to try that 30 times damage play style because I always heard about people doing it, read about people doing it, and I always want to give it a shot. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. It's really awesome when it works. Yeah. I could one-shot just about anything if it worked. The hard part was if it worked. If it didn't work, I was dead instantly. There was no question about it. Yeah, I, I can see that definitely happening, too, because a lot depends on on that particular you know aspect of the build being functional. And if it's not functional at a key moment, then a, a, you basically experience a, a ca catastrophic failure of, of circumstances. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So it was fun, but it got to the point of being so frustrating that I just didn't want to play that play style anymore. I am... Okay, let's answer these... I'm going to ask these questions individually, okay? I did have a lot of fun. I did complete a lot that I have never seen in this game yet with this character. I did see a lot of different quests that I never saw before, and that made it fun. It did. And I did every time I play a new play style, it's always something different, and that's what's going to keep me playing this game for a long time to come. Um, but I realized that, okay, what I learned from this challenge is, is I don't like to do up-close combat unless it's with a big two-hand sword and a lot of armor. Mm. I don't like it. 
I know for a fact now that my play my my play style in this game, without a doubt, is a sniper, a ranger class. That's all I want to do. I it took me so much effort not to level my bow <laughs> every chance I got. What I did like okay. about the character, like I said before, was thirty time damage, the sneaky, and that thong. I'm gonna miss the, the I'm gonna miss the thong. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. just saying. I thought he said something else. No, 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 not that. The thong. T H O N G. Inappropriate. I didn't like. Where's that? <laughs> I did not say that, Liz. I did not say that other word. Joe should just play the thong song. Thong, 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 thong. Thong, thong, thong. <laughs> oh, Lord. Wow. Oh, we're cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> I did not like the daggers. I didn't like uh, having the issue of being seen, even though there was no way possible I should have been seen. With every perk and sneak and every and all the way to all up to a hundred points, without any bonuses that get me over a hundred, I was certain I was at a hundred. I was still being seen by enemies that were lower level than me or equal level because you don't really get lower level anymore. Um, unless you're past level 50. Anyway, I, I digress. It had a lot of bugs with it that really irritated me about that play style that will not, I won't go back and play that way again. Um, if I had to change things about my build, I wouldn't do it all sneak. I would put a lot more focus into the one hand and less into the sneak so that I could have more setup ability and not use daggers. So 30 times damage is nice, but I don't want to rely on that. You shouldn't rely on that. Because when it doesn't work, and it's and there's going to be times where it's not going to work, you need to be able to switch easily. And I, I prefer two one-hand swords. A lot more damage. You swing almost just as fast. And you're more stand-up. So you're yeah. not, you're not a one-hit wonder. Do, but. Um, with my Brago character, I used to stand in the back in the shadows. And I would take my bow and I would hit the wall next to... Um, an enemy, and then I, when their back was turned, I'd sneak up behind him and then backstab him. And I found like that helped a lot mm-hmm. using like diversion techniques. That's true. And then sneaking up behind him. I did a lot of that. Like one of my favorite ways of doing a cheap diversion is using a bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. If you just shoot down where you want to go. Like when I play my ranger, my favorite thing to do to these people, which just cracks me up, if they're trying to find me, I'll shoot my bow to a, a line of sight where I have a clear shot. And watch them just go over there and huddle around that arrow that I just shot. <laughs> I didn't hear anything. And then I just put four or five arrows in each one of their heads, and they're all followed over dead, and I'm done. Um, I tried that tactic a couple times with my girl, and it worked. The boss issue was annoying as sin. That really bugged me. I liked the quest direction I went in. The Steve Skill quest chain, and most in particular, the Dark Brotherhood, are still my favorite by far. And I could not bring myself to finish the Dova King quest chain with her. I couldn't. What what kept you from doing that? I didn't want to... I don't know. I didn't like the the character enough. For me, it's like a completion. Yeah. And I didn't really feel like completing the game with her. I can understand that totally. Sometimes, you know, you, you play just such an evil guy or gal. Um, you just can't see yourself doing that final quest chain. And I, I saw that with my Brago character... Which is why I kind of left the character. You know, I had I had a lot of fun being the bad guy, but at the end of the day, you know, this that whole the day I became a hero and 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 turning myself around and then doing the Dovahkiin question, it just it just didn't fit. 
and um, I, I really got very distracted. And I, I know, I kind of, you know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Just if you're not married to the character, and I know that sounds like ridiculous, but if, if you're not like fully invested, almost emotionally in your character, it almost doesn't feel right to do that. The end of that Dova King quest chain, it's just, it's like the character's not worthy enough for that. Yeah, in a way. I got to level 38 last night at about 9:30, 10 o'clock. I usually play on Tuesday nights until almost midnight, and I just yeah. like I'm done, you know. The challenge was level 50. There's no way I'm going to even hit that mark, and I just don't want to put up this character anymore. There was so much I did wrong with it. The way, I mean, I went the proper way for a full sneak assassin. And I think if I would have focused more on, like, being a thief and less of an assassin, it would have been a heck of a lot more enjoyable. You know, focus on, like, pickpocketing and put points into lockpicking, that kind of thing. Probably would have been a lot more fun for me. Um, so that that's pretty much my final thought on this and what my personal goal is we're not going to do another challenge for the hosts not for a while yet to come i got a relief stress and we have a huge 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 month for this show coming up don't worry about challenges guys because we'll have some more in the future but right now we have a whole lot on this show coming up that you guys are going to love oh yeah um but my personal challenge for myself is I'm going to take up my art, my uh, ranger that I was playing prior to this character, and I'm going to get him to 81. So I'm going to mm. play him. I'm going to play him through ranger up to about 50, and then I'm going to switch over to two-handed with heavy armor and level that up as well, which will push me way past the 50 mark. So I'm going to play yeah. both my favorite playstyles with this one character. Cool. And I'm going to put up more videos of my sniper fun because that's just fun for me. <laughs> uh what about you Ivarwin? what do you, what happened with you man oh boy um what have i learned from the challenge let's let's say this um the one thing that i really have taken away from this is i i don't really mind starting a magic character or a mage at this point um so much of of my of my ability in this game has has been with this character, my necromancer, um, has been using destruction magic and the lightning spell specifically. And I got to say that coupled on top of a a melee character um, mix, a melee fighting style mix, I enjoyed the hell out of. I don't mind telling you that one bit. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 conjuring i don't think my concept for this character is what the game had in mind for conjuring conjuring in this game is really almost like a tertiary skill that you you use to distract mm-hmm. and um the the zombies that you can raise very very weak even even going with the um, raised thrall spell, very weak in comparison to the Atronach and you know the the flame Atronach and and the the next version of the flame Atronach and the whole summoning tree. Um, the Atronachs are much more powerful. Uh, that's not the, the what I wanted for for this character. I wanted a a heavy armor, two handed weapon character who killed his enemies and then brought them back from the dead and. Um, unleashed them on the masses. I found out that number one, you can only have one zombie at a time, not multiple. 
I also found out that those zombies are not very powerful. They don't have a lot of hit points. Yeah, sure, there's a perk. You can get 100 hit points. Big whoop. Uh, you're not killing any any dragons with that sucker, let me tell you that. What, they're not George Romero zombies? I'm so disappointed. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Night of the Living Retard was the name of my character. Let's put it this way. <laughs> uh, so the zombie thing, meh, not powerful at all, Okay. And then there was the the added issue of gee, you know, you're using you're using heavy armor and a two-handed weapon, uh, very powerful stuff. Okay, great to level up, but your secondary skill is magic. That's your secondary combat type. I'm not getting any bonuses using using heavy armor with magic. It's just it's not happening, you know. And then on top of it, I'm not getting any bonuses wearing all armor either because I'm not wearing all heavy armor. I've got a hood on my head. Yeah, the hood looks cool. Yeah, it augments my magic a little bit. Okay, I'm getting, you know, 30 plus extra hit points. It's a big help for me. But the fact of the matter is if I was one side of the fence or the other side of the fence and being on top of the fence, you're not doing any any favors for yourself. You really got to you really got to go one way or the other. And my problem with this character was I was too middle ground on too many things. It would have been totally cool if I was, you know, full plate, two-handed weapon, and used um, summoning as a secondary type of skill. Yeah, I think that would have been a lot better for you. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Um, Or if I was a mage, full mage, and then use the summoning as well. That would have been even – would have been equally as powerful. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I've learned from this whole thing. Uh, And and additionally – I really, I'm telling you, I enjoyed playing the mage aspect of my character a lot, and I learned a lot about about the the lightning spells and how they work. It's it's much more powerful to use the lightning spell in spurts than it is to just you know spam the lightning spell on one enemy until their health all the way drops and they die. If you if you keep like you know using it in like two to three second intervals and then backing away and kiting them. That is actually that'll kill them a lot faster. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Continue. <laughs> no, 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 no. Go ahead. No, please. That's go ahead. completely off the wall thought because I was thinking when you were talking about magic, because I never really have given the game. It's just doing magic. I think the highest character I got in using magic was like 16 or 17. Yeah. I was thinking about with my my ranger is somehow later on going into magic and giving that an honest shot, especially with Midas magic. There's so much goodies in that. But you're right. You're yeah. absolutely right. Those two don't really blend well, but on their own merits, are powerful. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, what did I like about my character? I really enjoyed how unique that character was. I disliked the the game's effect on that uniqueness. It was too middle of the road. Um, in too many things, and the, the game is just not built for that sort of support. And it probably shouldn't be, because then it would probably take away from, you know, full mage and full warrior types. And that's not that's not appropriate. So, you know, uh, what I liked about the character is also the same thing that I disliked as well, because it's just, it just didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would change about my build is I would, I, I am going to turn this character into a full mage. I'm going to drop the armor. I'm going to put on a nice set of robes. I'm going to go to Daffy's uh, and get a robe. 
because I don't have a whole lot of ar- uh, a lot of money, so I want clothes that'll make me, not break me. And, uh, <laughs> or the old Navy of Skyrim. Oh, don't bring up old Navy. Oh, I'll always hate that store based on their commercials alone. Just saying. Uh, sorry. the most annoying commercials ever. <laughs> oh God, yes. Anyway, um, yeah, and I mean, I've got I've got a whole bunch of stays. <laughs> <There's no> whole- <laughs> old Nordy. <laughs> Old Nordy. <laughs> oh, I'm oh, sorry. Stay alive. Let's go. So that's that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the mage because I was really enjoying destruction magic with the summoning spells, and uh, and that's how I'm gonna how I'm gonna change that up. My quest direction, god awful. I cannot stand, and I'm 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 shaking my head in frustration, anguish, pain, and hatred over the mage college quests. Not because I can't do them, because I don't want to do them. I hate them. <laughs> I will never go back to that college ever again. Oh, so you're never gonna dropping out? You, you never, you out. never saw Labyrinthia. I'll, I'll walk in there on my own. I don't know if you can get in there. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that's it's almost worth putting up that for that headache just to do that dungeon. It's just it's it it's so annoying and. Boring. It's boring in the beginning, and then becomes annoying. And then, <laughs> when I tell you, Joe, last week I almost punched the internet straight in its nose. <laughs> over right how- on the nose. <laughs> right on the nose, making it like, bleed. Oh, Here's my nose, <laughs> just like that. I I was so furious at at what had happened last last week. I I I, I when I told you last week that I I was chewing on my monitor, I have bite marks on my monitor just like my old Nintendo controller when I was 6 years old, like I was going to kill something. <laughs> furious. What did I do to my poor host? <laughs> that that wasn't that wasn't part of the challenge. That was just the game being the game and 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 me not liking where it was taking me. Yeah. You know, the it should there should be something in this game uh, maybe there shouldn't but i i kind of feel right now that there should be something in this game where you walk inside of a place and you should know instantly like this is going to be an impossible challenge and i shouldn't waste my time and i should go somewhere else level up and then come back um i don't know if that would i don't know if that's a good idea i know the one of the best parts about the elder scrolls and skyrim is that it feels like an open world it feels like a real world and you're not going to get that that in a real world um, and trial and error is a huge part of this game. It's just I'm just so angry and frustrated over over my playthrough last week, especially with these Mage College quests. I feel like they led me to a place I wasn't ready for, and, and, and in fact, they did. Um, but damn it all, I persevered, and I actually knocked the crap out of all those guys. Woot. I actually did. You might as well I, continue I, it, man, because you're close uh, to Labyrinthia. Yeah. Oh, I am going to continue. It's just I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip-flop. I'm going to... Like I said, I'm going to go to Daffy's and put a nice set of rooms. Yeah, I would do other stuff. Just do, <laughs> do a walkabout for a while, you know, get used to being a magic user before you go back and attempt Labyrinthia because then you're going to really want to pull your hair out. Yeah. No, I, I, I started doing that too. I, I started, you know, walking around and, and leveling up and, and, and all that. So um, I, I am going to continue that a little bit more before I go into Labyrinthia. But that's, that's, that's all me, and, and that was, that's how I feel about this whole challenge. Right. Anything else you want to say on that, buddy? Uh, no, no. I, I think I think uh, that's that's pretty much it. Um, so you're gonna basically you're I, not gonna retire. I'm you're just gonna switch him up and play around with him some more. No, yeah, not at all. I'm not I'm not retiring this guy. I I have a lot of fun with him, and that that is the god's honest truth. It's just I think the 
I think the stress of of getting him to fifty uh, in the uh, in the times in the, in the allotted time that I had for the week, I think, is what what took the fun out of it for yeah. me. Uh, but I do know that when I was in game, I was having a lot of fun, and then also I blame Liz too. <laughs> <laughs> she took a lot of Liz uh, is is a. Uh, is like a vampire to fun. She sucks fun out of um, of everything, and I don't like her very much at all. <laughs> Not one. <laughs> Poor Liz is like panicking in the chat room. Oh my god! What did I do? <laughs> no, none of that is true. None of that is true. It's not true at all. <laughs> I'm being a jerk on purpose. <laughs> oh, Liz. No, I. No, I, I totally blame Joe for the bleeding ulcer I have in my colon right yeah, now. I'll take the blame. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> well, which brings me to the point. Um, I forgot to mention the top of the show. If you guys can bear with me for a second, the Quest Gaming Network will be taking a one-week vacation the first week of July. So there will be no shows between July first and seventh. However, we might be doing a little get together with the hosts. So, yeah, so don't, but that's four weeks away, so you have four more episodes of every show, guys, before we take a quick break. But we, I mean, we gotta have our vacation, so, and my hosts could use it. They've been working extremely hard on all these shows and been doing a phenomenal job for you guys. They deserve a break. So, that's the first week of July. Alright. And Lou, dude, what happened with you, man? Ugh, let me just say, fail sauce on my part. Uh, this challenge really was a, a, a really big challenge for me since I have never really played any class whatsoever to any great extent in any games I've played in the past. Whether it's an RPG, MMO, what have you, I've always played like the lightly armor or the medium armor type classes. So playing a, a full plate, heavy armor wearing, shield wielding, you know, paladin character that I was going for was a really big challenge. Um, it's taken a lot and it does still take a lot for me to actually get used to adjusting that various play style. Timing the blocks, knowing when to swing, not forcing my well, forcing myself not to use sneak or to ditch the armor, put on something lighter and sneak around to get past an area or a particular mob. I just don't want to fight because I think it's easier to get around the fight than to deal with the headache. But I did like the character overall. I mean, like I said, it was a challenge. It is a challenge still. I'm definitely not going to retire this character because I think this is a way for me to actually start learning that play style. Seeing a game for the first time from that point of view... Recognize the fact that you can be a, a total badass <laughs> wearing that kind of armor, using those kinds of weapons, is definitely an eye opener for me. Because uh, I've always been used to using a bow or dual wielding swords, what have you. Um, my other characters, which are still in Skyrim now, okay. Um, what I did like, I did like. What else did I like? Um, the fact that Joe and I are using some of the same mods. <laughs> <laughs> the good one definitely makes it. Makes it passable. Bro, high five. More enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, makes it very appealing, and it just the game looks crazy. Where that kind of armor, go, wow, this really should not be possible. But heck, I'll I'll I'll, I'll suspend my disbelief. For and, a and 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 um, I, I made sure I had the most voluptuous Nord female using that mod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm. and on ultra settings, and a lot of armor mod that goes with it too. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Dova Keen Dova. Anyway. I mean, I really did like how I built this character, too, because I downloaded a bunch of mods, like the Cloak mod, 
uh, I also used the mod from uh, Jace's Swords. So I, I actually built a Crusader sword for my Paladin character. Really? Yes. <laughs> you know, you go to the old museums huh. or the websites for medieval, we- you know, Crusader type weapons. You'll see I have an actual Crusader's Knight sword, which was I thought was very fitting. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold the phone. There is a mod out there that lets you get actual swords. Yes, Jace's swords. That mod actually allows you to craft them, and you can get all sort or different types of weapons. Some are racial, some are generic, but they really? all are pretty cool. Yes. So you can actually like you make these swords, or you mm-hmm. or there's like a selection of skins. No, you make them. You actually create them. So I can actually make a replica of a Templar sword from from the first crusade. Just about yes, that's exactly what my sword looks like. A heavy crusader sword. It's got the the typical build of a sword from that era. The, the guard, the pommel, the, and the pommel actually actual has the actual uh, cruciform sign on it. Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> Nerd, guys. I need it. <laughs> I must have that. Oh. Okay, plus with an enchantment on it and it glows. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh. yes, this is the holy sword of justice right. coming your way. Lou, you're going to have to Take put that, that in the, the mod segment today. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I, I love that mod. I mean, the weapons you can, gra- you can craft there are. It's a nice break from the. I'm not going to say blame, but just the generic weapons you're so used to seeing in Skyrim itself. Yeah. yeah but this one I, I like so much because it does allow you – I mean they have a, a couple of Khajiit sabers, Khajiit daggers. You yeah. would think that, yeah, that fits a Khajiit rogue-type class. Yeah, but who cares about that when you can have a two-handed Templar sword of B.A. awesomery? <laughs> <laughs> not this guy. Hold on a second here. What, uh, what is it called again? Jace, how do you spell Jasa? It's it's Jasus J A Y S U S J A Y S U S Swords. Yes, on Skyrim Nexus. Oh my God! Sorry for the typing, but you're gonna have to put up with it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God! Here it is. Oh my God! It looks awesome. Oh my God! I gotta have this. I I gotta put that in my my game too. I'm gonna make sure I get that. Oh my God! This looks so awesome. (laughs) Yeah, good recommendation, Lou. I love this. Yeah, you know, so with the the remodeled armor, heavy armor with a. You know, black cloak that I built, you know, or I crafted, all right, and then with that weapon and the shield, yeah, it just made getting into character that much easier. Okay, a, a character I could actually relate to, but again, learning the sword and board style, wow, <laughs> it just takes a lot out of me because I'm so used to sneaking from the shadows or using a, a bow and arrow when I'm playing a ranger type character or in other games, or other MMOs, that, you know, forcing myself to actually get in there and Wade into the enemy, you know, say, yeah, have at thee, <laughs> or, <laughs> you know, pull them over to me by using my bow and arrow really quick and then putting it away because I'm here for, you know, master the one-handed or at times, you know, I did switch to using a two-handed, so I started using that more often uh, depending on what I was fighting, but I always did my best to try to stick to the sword and board. Well, <sighs> it can be very stressful, that that whole thing. I mean... You know, you're used to, you know, standing in the back and like you said, you know, DPSing from afar. Uh, you know, you're not this is not that. You know, you you are literally walking into danger and in in Skyrim, when you do something like that, you you likely will have six guys on top of you. Right. Oh, oh my god, I love this whole thing. There's the, there's the crucifix. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, having to be aware of that and then having to deal with and certain fights multiple opponents and realizing that I can't, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not getting a drop on them because I'm actually going in there, as I said, to wait in, take the blows, take the hits, and then deal with the punishment of my own. 
and feeling the frustration that Dave and I, I guess, spoke last week about how certain instances you're not raising your block or heavy armor skill for some whatever reason the game is saying, and then out of nowhere it'll go up three or four times in one shot. It's like, okay. <laughs> so dealing with that frustration too, uh, it's what I disliked about uh, that particular playstyle, using that character. You know, using my other characters, like the dual wielders, the battle mage, and getting to seeing immediate results, and then playing this character and having to take 14 different hits and not even seeing heavy armor go up once, maybe just pause the game, walk away, and come back and go, all right, game, what do you want me to do? Just put the shield away and just take it? Hmm. And at one point, I actually did do that. I just put my weapon away, put my shield away, said, screw it. You know what? Here, just hit me. Oh, that's, I'm, I'm that's, do a damn thing. that's gotta be frustrating. It, exactly. Just thing. hit me. Because I'm not gonna do anything. <laughs> you know, and, and then, of course, putting points into the other magics that would help a paladin class, you know, restoration and some alteration. And then thinking to myself, wow, I really should have dumped that somewhere else. But in keeping in tune with the characters, like, I do have to be a healer. So I do have to put points into restoration and build that up. You know, in some mm. cases it did hurt me, uh, especially in some fights, but I think once I play this character to the end, I think it'll be worth it. Uh, but at some point, though, I may have to just leave the healing magic off to the side and just invest in the... just focus on the combat aspect for the skills. Yeah, that's what's going to get you through the game, not, not exactly. healing. Not the healing or whatever. So, yeah, I'm going to have to just focus on that. Maybe a point here and there, but, you know, just to keep it viable. So I'm not healing myself for, like, two minutes on end, <laughs> two to five minutes. Yeah, it definitely is a rough, I guess, initiation for myself mm-hmm. for this particular build and play style. And, yeah, fast healing glass. I, yeah, I, I have thought about that, but, again, it all comes down to, you know, what, what kind of points I want to spend it on, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with the quest directions, though, I actually did start off and, and started eliminating the Dark Brotherhood. Well, I I just started. I mean, last week I was at the orphanage, didn't kill her off yet because I something else came up. But then actually, past playthrough I did. Yeah, I actually did kill girl of the kind. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Oh yeah. (laughs) Kill. I almost. Yeah, I almost wanted to kill the other lady in the concert just because I'm sick of hearing her yammering. Oh my god, I yield. Okay, then shut up. (laughs) (laughs) All I want you to do is just shut up. And leave me alone in peace so I can just ransack the rest of the orphanage. <laughs> Which is kind of ironic because I am a paladin, <laughs> but still. <laughs> yeah, not exactly a protector of of, uh, of peace right then and there. <laughs> right, and, and I would have thought maybe it would be a nice way for if, you know, the writers are still coming up with new content, if they maybe introduce a way to tweak that quest where you don't have to kill Grawlot, but still draw the ire and the attention of the Dark Brotherhood. Yeah. I thought that'd be a nice way to actually rework that. But why not? But, but she's uh, so much fun to kill. Yes, yes, she I is. I look forward to it every time. Yeah, and, and it did hurt killing Astrid in <laughs> the abandoned shack. It really did because I'm so used to just talking oh, to her all the time. Oh, I know. I did it on my red guard. It made me sick to my stomach killing her. And I just thought to myself, yeah, I paused and was like, oh, wow, this is so against me. <laughs> Out of sight. So I had to do it. However, before I did, before I attacked Astrid, I did kill the Khajiit, though. <laughs> <laughs> Just because of snide, smart-ass attitude of, yes, I am a badass. I am going to do whatever I want. Maybe me and my friends won't kill you later. You know what? Yeah, I, I, I thought about sparing, but no. As my paladin, I'm going to act as judge and jury right now. <laughs> Slash. <laughs> Have a nice life. Oh, you two, you guys can go. I'm going to kill you <laughs> and bury you in your litter box. <laughs> yes, and without using scooper. 
But yeah, it, it was weird actually going through and killing Astrid, taking all that stuff off for her because, you know, I, I wanted the armor too. <laughs> because I actually thought about toying with the idea of using that armor with my pally just for a change of pace. Since obviously heavy armor and I aren't mixing very well. <laughs> so, how'd it work out? No, I haven't tried it out yet. I have the armor. I haven't put it on yet, but I haven't done much of anything yet because I'm still just pursuing the quest line, so I haven't had a chance yet to attack anything or be attacked Yeah. By anyone. So, You know, when I played my but, Red Guard with a two-hand weapon heavy armor, I never worried about leveling up my, my heavy armor. By the time I hit 50, late 40s, it was already up to like 80 or 90, and I didn't do anything with it. Just naturally playing the game. Yeah, I wonder if it's just me because, you know, I like I said, I'm physically going in there into those fights looking for trouble. You know what it might have been, though? I guess if just avoid all the fights, <laughs> I'll probably just break my skills up, like, phenomenally within the next three or four days. Yeah. Go. That's all I did was I went berserker. So any, I tried to pick a fight as many times as possible, and the biggest, bad things I could find, like giants. I played a lot with giants, and I think that helped out a ton. For the heavy armor yeah. skill? Yeah, me and giants don't mix very well. <laughs> <laughs> me, giants, and Zelpio, ooh. Look at that kill cam shot. For the giant. <laughs> <laughs> and here's Orbit. <laughs> oh, 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 wow. oh, look. Skyrim. Oh, Morrowind. <laughs> oh, look. <laughs> it really did put Cyrodiil Tower in here. <laughs> oh, load file? Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the, the character is a lot. Of, it's still a lot of fun for me, and it is very challenging. Definitely not going to put her away, but... I am determined now to actually complete the storyline with this particular character. Awesome. Just because it's such a, 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 a total 180 for what I'm used to playing all these years, so I, I feel it'd be worth it, though, just to get it, again, just to get the game from that point of view. Right. No, that, that's awesome. I, you know, I'm glad that you guys did get something out of this challenge. I mean, that was the goal in the first place. Um, oh, we, I, we got a lot out you of You guys, it. yeah, definitely. I, I've it, for the first time in a video game, I think I may actually enjoy playing a magic-based character. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I can't wait to get back to my archer, though. Something about it, man. Yeah. Well, it's your thing. Yeah. I can't wait to get my dual-wielding assassin. <laughs> Ivarwin, you have a newcomer tip of the week, I see. I do, indeed. I really like this one. This is very, very valid. Do it. All right, here we go. Don't be like Avarwin and allow your crafting to fall by the wayside <laughs> as you level up and awesome your way through quests and dungeons. Plan out which profession you want to use while creating your character. This way your gameplay and crafting will be a bit more seamless and you won't have to stop from the action too much to think about farming. You'll also find that XP gains from crafting along with the XP gains from adventuring will level your character up at a faster rate and at a much steadier rate throughout your game. so, so, so true. Yeah, this came in, this was key for uh, for me and my Necromancer because as soon as I started playing my Necromancer, I knew that I was going to have a problem. Heavy armor, magic, no good. So I started leveling up. I knew I was going to get into enchanting because I wanted to enchant that, uh, you know, my, my heavy armor so I would be, you know, augment that, that, that loss on my gear. And it's it made all the difference. It it made that character work in a way where it wouldn't have worked before. So it was definitely it was definitely good to have that. However, unfortunately, I couldn't level up my enchanting enough to compensate for the losses 
I would say if you're going to do what I've done, go with enchanting, but stay stay with enchanting and level the enchanting up first and then get into the adventuring. This way you can start putting these better uh, enchants on your gear. I'm with you on that 100%. That's the one thing I've been making yeah. a big mistake on too, is waiting too long to do enchanting and it becomes extremely difficult. Yeah, because then it becomes a catch-up game. Yeah. Outstanding tip, dude. Thank you. Um, let's get Fred on. Let's get Mr. Woodley. Mr. Woodley. i got to find him on my Skype list first. Be online. He may not be online uh, yet. If not, we'll go ahead and bring in the Exploitress. Uh, the Exploitress. Let's give her a call. All right, here we go. Liz! Hello, sir. Hey, beautiful. This is going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear uh, us? Hello. Yes, you were echoing because I had live stream still on. I'm sorry. Oh. I wasn't expecting so soon. Liz. I thought you guys wanted to talk to Fred first. You got a, a new mic? Because you sound really good. Yeah. What's up with that? Uh, maybe I changed some settings. Whatever oh. it is, you sound oh. phenomenal. Very clear. Woo-hoo! All right. So now it will be clear when I tell you that I completed the challenge, unlike the three of you. All right. Let's go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Even you. though you exploited in the beginning, but we'll we'll look past that. Oh, <laughs> oh my God! We're not gonna have this argument again. <laughs> so, Liz, oh tell goodness. us tell us how you cheated your way to the top. I mean, uh... <laughs> tell us what level you were again of Arwen. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, well, you know that tip you just gave everyone about the planning out your character? That's what I did from the beginning, so that's how I made it 250. I, I held off doing my... Uh, Dude, she just called? like slapped each one of us and laughed. Well, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, when I hit 50, I hit it during a kill camp, too. And I knew it was going to happen because I was so close, and I was like, okay, one more hit with the sword. Sword, <laughs> as they call them. Um I'm going to hit it. And so I dropped my controller like I was freaking Tiger Woods or something. <laughs> I was like, yes, 50! Clicked off the Xbox. <laughs> I'm finished. <laughs> yes, I, I saw the triumphant tweet, and I have to admit, it put a smile on my face. Oh, yeah. yeah I chuckled. Um, well, I did have to you know, tweet the lyrics to We Are the Champions. <laughs> I saw that. I was singing along for as, as, as many lyrics as I possibly could. Oh, is that what I deleted? Oh, wait. Oh. Oh. But yeah, I did did what you said. I did the skills that I had not worked on earlier. I I did those later on, like the sword, sword, and the the blocking. What is that called? The shield. Yes. So um, that's what helped. And and I will agree with your do enchanting first, peoples. You don't have to go out and kill everything. Mm -hmm. Do that. Okay, Liz. What about the questions that the other three of us have answered? Um,. What did you learn from this challenge about your character, about the game in general? That I've been doing it right all along? Wow. wow. Um, <laughs> no comment. Bask in my glory. Wow. <laughs> that, that, that is my basic thing, is you really need to do enchanting first. Just from listening to what you guys have been going through, you've got to do all your skills, the, the crafting skills first. I, I, you know, listening to you guys, I'm tempted to just remake... A new archer, but a female one, so I can continue using the thong. Um, oh, yeah. And then just do the enchanting and blacksmithing first before I go into the combat. And I think, I think, yeah, I'm gonna take your advice on that. I think that's a a great a great idea. 
Well, you should. The difficult thing about that is is getting the soul gems uh, because either you have to kill for them or you have to go steal them a lot, which is what I did in the beginning is just stole them. Oh, Glass is saying um, don't do it. Just focus on that. I don't really plan on just focusing on that because it'll put me also behind in combat. But but putting more of a heavier focus on it in the beginning than what I was doing. Well, you can also use those those level points to put them into the combat skills. Mm-hmm. You know, like into your bow before you're even using it. Well, you can do that for only a couple of points into it, though. Yeah, but I mean, at least you've got a couple of perks instead of nothing. Because mm-hmm. then you go out and you and you get owned by a bunny, and that's just sad. <laughs> Getting owned by bunnies is not good. <laughs> no, bunnies are evil. I have another confession. <laughs> I let Cicero live. Oh. oh. I did it just to spite you. It was awesome. Oh, <laughs> oh you Liz would. are. Wow. You are a snake in the grass. You venom lady. Well, and it's <laughs> Not only did she to... cheat, but she kept them alive. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. I put a few mods on here and then hey, realized what he said and back. They off. were mods what? for aesthetic. Like we say at the beginning of the challenge was acceptable. Thong mods are good. Thong mods are perfect. Uh, sword mods are good. <laughs> uh-huh. How do I know that sword didn't have some kind of enchants on it already? I don't know. You, just, you go to the site. It's right there. He puts everything out there. <laughs> what you can do. Uh-huh. You know, I'm going to download the uh, you know armor for Games of, Game of Thrones pretty soon myself. Mm. I want a Hogwarts uh, robe. That would be awesome. <laughs> okay, on topic. Would, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we all know that you're like a magic user in your games you play from Diablo to Skyrim. What was the what did you, what did you like about your character the most? What did you dislike about it the most? I like of course the conjured bow because that you never run out of arrows, you don't have to worry about it. You do have to get the silent spells perk in the illusion tree or else they will hear you coming. I love the detect life and what I didn't like uh I missed the mini game of leveling up my armor. Uh just because I said I wasn't going to use armor, and so that that was kind of disappointing. I just like that. I don't know why I like crafting so much. Well, nothing what wrong with the that. Question? What did you dislike about your character? Um, that was it. <laughs> okay. How can I dislike a perfect character? Oh my god, Liz, are you outside? <laughs> no. No, you may want to get outside because I don't know if your fe- your head's going to fit inside anymore. <laughs> I, I prepared for that too. I'm not even going to ask our last questions. No point. What was my last question? Because I already know the answer. Because oh, everything's perfect anyway. It's perfect. I didn't like. I didn't dislike anything. Okay. Okay. How about this? I would have liked to have used the illusion spells more, but I didn't because a lot of those perks have something to do with the level of your enemy, and I don't know the level of my enemy ever. So that is always kind of pointless to me. I know some people will defend it, but yeah, that's something I missed. Right. Okay. Um, was the quest direction that you took what you wanted to do, or would you have changed that up? Like, what quest you did first versus the ones you did later on? Oh, no. I wouldn't have changed anything. <laughs> I did finish the Dark Brotherhood, um, and I I didn't do the Thieves Guild because I can't stand Carlia. I can't stand her. <laughs> Carlia. Thank you. That yeah, that was good. Oh. <laughs> that was like right on yeah, par. Yeah, I like the way that guy says it, but Carla herself, she talks like this. Ugh. 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 Yeah. My my most hated NPCs are in the uh, the Thieves Guild, the Vex and Sapphire. Maybe it's just girl hate. <laughs> 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 You're just like, I'm so much hotter than you. 
<laughs> well, uh, you are, but that's okay. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, it's true. But now you've said it out loud, and I want to die. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Liz, you're too much fun. All right, hang up with her. No. <laughs> well, thank you. Where's my prize? What's my prize? Your prize uh, is... Here's your prize. Bye, Liz. Bye. You, you, oh. Man, you read my mind like a champ. <laughs> Love you. All right. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that happened. Mr. <laughs> Let's get on Mr. Woodley and see what our, our other ah. host did. I'm trying to Skype is being a pain. All right, hold on. I think I got it. Here we go. I love I love Here his Skype go. picture. Yeah, the Skype picture is awesome. Holy Fred. Fred. Hey guys. How you doing, buddy? Hey Fred. Hey, what's up? Well, we're recording Elder Scrolls and we wanted to hear your final week of the challenge. Want to know how you did? Okay. Well, just for Liz's sake, I want to reiterate that this was not a competition between the hosts. <laughs> you can't tell her differently. It'll well, never come through. Well, the message should get through as soon as you I, ask me the magical question. I think it was a competition for her because she was winning, and then she just wanted to start you know, rubbing it in all of our faces. Well, even a, even so, a competition uh, with only one player still has a winner. <laughs> that came out way wrong true. because I'm kind of you know on pain meds. But anyway, so Fred... The magic question is, yes. is how high'd you get? Hold on a second. I'm bringing her back. There she is. What? I, I want to... Uh, wow. All right. Uh, <laughs> I just want to get this whole thing between between the two of you worked out. Um, yes, sir. Okay. So what was that again, Joe? How high did you get? Level 59. Whoa. Oh, good for you. <laughs> Dang, Fred. <laughs> now, Liz, how high did you get? Oh, I quit at 50. <laughs> Level 59. I applaud Fred for going above and beyond the Call of Duty. It really <laughs> helped me out that we had a holiday fall in this last week that I didn't have to work, so I got to spend two days completely playing Skyrim. And I even talked to Ivarwin right after last week's recording, and he's like, so what are you going to be doing this week? What are you going to be playing? And I'm like, Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> End of the list. You guys know you haven't even seen me in Diablo three this week. No. Mm -mm. Now, Liz, when yes, when did you hit fifty? Yesterday. And when did Fred hit fifty? Fred, he hit? hit it before that because I remember skyping you and you told me and I got mad. <laughs> <laughs> so if there was a competition, clearly Fred would have been the winner. Well, um, on, honestly, I didn't keep track of when I hit fifty because I wasn't competing. <laughs> um. Uh, I bet you were secretly. No, I really wasn't. <laughs> the only reason that I kept going was because I was having such fun mass murdering everybody in Skyrim. <laughs> this is so awkward. <laughs> my character started off where my original vision for him was that he was going to be this sneaky thief. I basically wanted him to be a rogue that used two-handed two weapons instead. What I ended up becoming was a mass murderer. <laughs> and that was a lot more fun. Skyrim's most wanted and list, Fred. <laughs> He's a texture of Skyrim. <laughs> I was I was working the one day and I hit a slump in the mid fifties where pretty much every skill that I actively used got into the nineties and it didn't want to crawl up any further. I got two handed swords 
or two-handed weapons rather to 100, and that's the only skill that I got all the way to 100, other than all the trade skills. Because I even went back and picked up alchemy and maxed that out. But <laughs> when I was out working, I got the idea because I was listening to Star Wars off the record that I needed to try something different if I was going to continue leveling. Whoa, and whoa, 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 whoa! Wait a minute! You got the idea from Sky or Star Wars off the record? I said it last week. Well, you didn't let me finish my idea. No, I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm sorry. And, 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 instead of sneaking up behind old people and lobbing their heads off with my sword, I picked up the lightning spell, and I've been zapping them and walking around going, Unlimited power! Nice. As they're breathing on the floor. <laughs> I can just see Fred doing that, too. That's exactly what I was doing. Fred Picasso... Picasso's Revenge. That's the next new <laughs> Picasso. How dare you call me stupid, Splinter? <laughs> Unlimited power! So did you, either of you guys, any of you guys run across the painted cow? No. Uh, I killed the painted cow. Thank you, Fred. You're welcome. I avenged you. <laughs> Has anybody seen the actual giant crab out in the wilderness? The one that looks like a rock, the dead one? Yeah. I mean, it's huge, not just regular. Yeah. No. Okay, well, I, I was I was wondering if I was making that up because I do vividly remember it scaring the pants it's off. It's in the game. Me, first it's, of a, all. it's a dead one. I think that's kind of like their their hint of the live one to come. I could be wrong, but was there one? There no, but they're, they oh, hinted oh, at towards okay. there being one or becoming one in the oh, game. Right. Yeah, I want to see a giant mud crab that can kill dragons. That would be awesome. Get a dragon <laughs> in between his pinchers by the neck and just look at it. <laughs> What is the most annoying enemy you've come across? I think it is the, the mud crabs for me. The dragons for me, the only ones what? I freaking kill are the ones at the oh, shrine. Oh, no, 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 no. They won't come down and fight the me. Giant, the, oh. It's the giant cockroaches. Oh, oh yeah. This, this has been the worst playthrough for me as far as being the Dovahkiin because I cannot get dragons to come out of the sky. <laughs> I, had them, I had two of them attack me at once, and that was one of those glitches where they wouldn't come down. That was pissing me off. Yeah, it's like that old bug that they fixed at one point where the dragons just won't come down and fight me. Like, mm-hmm. I'll see the red dot going around me, and they will not come down. I stand there fusra-doing up into the sky, and nothing I do gets them to come down. I even tried shooting one with the bow one time, but I'm so uncoordinated, I couldn't even hit it. Even if you hit them, they, they won't take damage or anything, and I know I've hit them. Yeah. It was horrible. The regular host but, is sitting here just taking this all in. <laughs> you'll be happy to know that I went mm-hmm. from like 10 or whatever destruction magic starts out at to 73 just zapping old people within their homes. Wow. <laughs> that is sick, dude. <laughs> Specifically old people because I tried wow. zapping a frost troll. I tried zapping a frost troll, but he didn't really react very well to that. They don't start wreathing like you would like. They, they fight back. <laughs> Oh, Fred, what are we going to do with you, man? Yeah, I, uh, I am possibly the most hated person in Skyrim. I have murdered everybody <laughs> that the game will allow me to murder within the major cities. And the only place that likes me at all is Riften, because every time I go there, I turn around and bribe the guards to leave me alone. 
I'm a member of the Thieves Guild. No, I'm the leader of the Thieves Guild. <laughs> Ooh, you're special. Mildred, yeah. did you hear something outside? Also, due to a bug, my Maven Darkbriar does not have a head anymore. <laughs> really? Yeah, she's one of those NPCs that you can't really kill. Right. But that didn't stop me from lobbing her head off. So she just kept getting back up and sitting down in that chair. <laughs> and when she talks to me, her mouth moves on the floor. Ow. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh. Wow. Oh, oh my God. I think we need to move on. It's like a bad 70s horror movie. It's like, oh, my God, it's like Taurus Trap. <laughs> well, I'll, t- I'll tell you this, though. I didn't make you the big laundry list of perks because you guys didn't let me read it last time. <laughs> but what I will tell you is that I ran into a point where it seemed like I had every useful perk in the trees that I was working up. So I decided Sounds- to invest a few of them into lockpicking. Ultimately, I'm aiming to get that perk that makes it where my lockpicks won't break because I missed the skeleton key. <laughs> <laughs> But for now, I got the wax key perk, which is when I pick a lock successfully, if that door has a key, it gives me a copy of the key. You really need that? I want that. Oh, okay. It doesn't matter to me. He just wanted it. (laughs) (laughs) That way, it's between the the Ford and the Ferrari. He can afford both, but he wants the Ferrari. Uh, (laughs) When's the last time that Emperor Palpatine picked somebody's lock to come in and zap them? I just want to be able to open the door and electrocute old people. <laughs> Is that so much to ask? Unlimited power. Okay. All right. No! Everybody, thank you for participating in the challenge, both of you. It was a blast having you on the show these last four episodes. Um, we'll get you guys on periodically later on as guests. Um, maybe when we do our point five show, we can drop you guys in there for a couple of roundtables. And oh, cool. thank you very much for being on. And we're going to go ahead and move on to the Tamriel Times. Real quick, Joe, <laughs> I have a question for you. Okay, guys. go ahead. Did, did you guys ever find... It's all right, Joe. You did this to me on Star Wars, too. We couldn't get into the news segment because he had to get in his last piece. So <laughs> hey, and I, I made our intro segment like an hour long by one question. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but th- this question is, did you guys ever bump into an NPC called Croesus? He's like a skeleton guy. Yes. Sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. He was terrible. I just bumped into him the last time I played at level 59. And me and Shadowmere had to fight this thing for like 20 minutes before I could finally kill him. He's the dragon him. priest at one of the uh, dragon uh, nests. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That didn't go so well for me. My red guard, well, one shot. I got his ass. Well, I kept trying to one-shot him, but he kept moving. <laughs> Every time I... It was like a swing in a minute. That's why you pick on the old a people? They don't move that fast? <laughs> well, the old people really don't seem to fight back before they're dead. I was trying to get out of the way, but I couldn't move fast enough. Well, With that electric hip spell, I love the old people that you can't really kill. Because I went back to that old grandma, and I just kept zapping her because she wouldn't actually die. So she's just laying there with electricity going all over her. Fred, you are sick. You are a sick man, Fred. You are sick. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) What? You mean that's not how you're supposed to play the game? 
Oh! Uh, apparently for you it is. <laughs> they wouldn't put old people in there that won't actually die if they didn't want you to electrocute them for your own amusement. <laughs> wow. Good. Um, anyway, we are going to move on now to <laughs> real times. We got some <laughs> juicy stuff for you guys, including something, a little teaser about 1.6 patch. Look forward to it very, very soon. And we'll see you guys in the Tamriel Times. Confirmation by Imperial State. Dragon spotted in Riverwood. Yarl of Windhelm appoints a new thane. This is Tamriel Times. Your source for news in Skyrim. And here we are in the Tamriel Times after the big juicy beginning part of the show. And we just could we had to let it go. It was so awesome. <laughs> we had fun. Oh, yeah. And we have some more goodies. And I am excited. I got so excited when I saw this this headline. And uh, we got plastered all over our website. We have an awesome writer. And we thank Joe, Mr. Joe Bradford so much for his hard work on the, sh- on the, sh- on the sh- <laughs> show, on the site for us. That guy is on top of things. <laughs> and he's going he's gonna to have his work cut out for him next week. Oh, yeah. He sure is. I'm going to have him hit yeah, up every is. one of our websites then. Anyway, what is this first piece, Zivarwin? You gotta let it out, man. Mounted Combat is coming in patch 1.6. We have a reason to have horses. (laughs) Absolutely. This is one of those things that that just kind of came out of the Game Jam video, and everyone was like, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And Bethesda was like, Whoa, bro. We'll do it. All right. Relax. Relax. Done. Like, they gave us the kill cams, which was already something that we were extremely excited about. And now this? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I can't... Absolutely. I, I, You know, this is one of those games where every patch seems to be a big deal. Like, 1.5, oh, well, that, we had the that, kill cams, now 1.6, we're having mounted combat. What else is the goodies didn't get us? But what do you have written up on this? Okay, so, mounted combat. Yes, you heard that right. You may now mount your horse or your orcish wife and ride them headlong into battle, swinging, <laughs> slashing, and dovish, and dovish shouting your way to glory, all without ever having to leave the back of your animal of choice. Orcish wife, not included. <laughs> the patch... <laughs> the patch has not yet been given a release date, but... We are sure it'll be due out in just a few weeks at the most. Our very own Joe Bradford has done an amazing article on this upcoming release, found at ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com. Here is what Bethesda had to say about this upcoming release. And I quote, The team at Bethesda Game Studios is excited to announce another new feature, making its way into Skyrim. Mounted combat. Like the recently added Connect Support 360, and new kill cameras, this highly requested feature that was seen in the Skyrim Game Jam video is arriving for free. In fact, by opting into the latest Steam beta update, PC users can check out the feature today. As far as release on other platforms, we'll let you know when we have more information. Thanks again to all our fans. We remain committed to supporting the game through our free updates, mod tools, and more. And yes, we're still working on our first add-on, Dawn Guard, and some great stuff to show you soon, so stay tuned. Also, patch 1.6 will carry with it some extra bug fixes, such as memory optimizations, fixes for memory leaks, and crash fixes. Patching for NPCs and bug and bugs regarding ranged kill cams. 
The full list can be found at bethblog.com. Yay! You know, it makes you wonder what's com- what's coming in Dawnguard, because they do all this awesomeness just for the mid-patches. What about yeah. the actual expansion? That, oh man. That's, yeah, I was, I was thinking about that on my way home today. Because I was thinking about the show notes and the whole thing, and then I realized, like, oh my god, like this is this, they're giving us mounted combat and the kill cams, like all of that was free. Mm-hmm. You know uh, what? What? And I was thinking that exact thing, like, what's Dawnguard gonna give us that that's not free? <laughs> and like, what kind of what kind of awesome stuff are they gonna make us pay and for? Then patch like, two point so one, two point two. Ah, God, dude, I am like fully expecting Dawnguard to be like a sequel to Skyrim. I, I, Full on, yeah. Expansion. I'm willing to bet I'm going to have over a thousand saves by the time uh, TESO comes out. Oh yeah. And then we got yeah, we released the potential name for the next expansion already on last week's episode. Yeah. Man, and I can I'm, I'm already I'm channeling Dave right now, and Dave's saying, "What about my dragon mounts?" I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Dave and those Dave and those dragon mounts. I had to bring him into the show by heart, you know. All right, what's what's next? Yeah, what's next on our list? Uh, game inter- Game Informer interviews ESO's game director Matt Fryer. Fryer Fryer. Yeah, I just I want to preface this by saying number one, um, look, uh, I'm sorry guys for for leaning so heavily on ESO lately, the last you know the last couple of weeks in the news, but the problem is that. News regarding the Elder Scrolls is is very Elder Scrolls online right yeah. now, and not so much Skyrim. Once Dawnguard does come out, and once they start releasing more information, we're going to cover all of that. And just so you know, our fingers are on the pulse of this thing. We're watching Dawnguard, we're watching Dragonborn, and believe it or not, I am actually going back and I'm looking for news on Oblivion, Morrowind, Daggerfall, all the old Elder Scrolls games. I am looking for news on that as yeah. well. And even there's not even a- our writer, Mr. Bradford, has got his. He's like got his tentacles spread out everywhere for this kind of news too. So, right. Well, Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you. Hopefully, everyone understands that. Mm, it's okay. You know, it has a big thing right now is getting press out there to cover mm-hmm. the Elder Scrolls Online. We know Dawnguard's coming out, and even the other people have admitted that. Right now, but they're just keeping a little hush hush on it because I guess they just want to start surprising us with the awesomeness later on. But for now, their big push for PR is letting everyone be aware that you know this is Elder Scrolls Online. This is what you we what we want you to know, and to get everyone's interest peaked. Anyway, you were saying, Mister Varwin? Yes. So uh, with that in mind, um, Game Informer is still doing their their huge push on on ESO for the month of of May. And they have interviewed game director Matt Matt Fuhrer or Fierer or Fuhrer. I, I haven't gotten the, his his full name yet. I apologize. I believe it's Matt Fuhrer. F. <laughs> Matt F. Good old the good old game director here. Um, so you may want to check this out. All right, head over to GameInformer.com if you if you're one of the many who are looking forward to the release of Elder Scrolls Online, but you have questions and concerns, and your questions and, con- and concerns are legitimate. Not that, you know, I, I don't want to delegitimize, you know, those those questions because, you know, we here at Elder Scrolls Off the Record had those same con- questions and concerns as well. Go to GameInformer.com. Check out the uh, the interview they had with the game director, okay? 
Um, they, they interviewed him, and it clears up a lot of misconceptions about the game, especially with regard, and this surprised me when I was reading this, the role the hero engine played in the development of ESO's prototype and their in-house developed engine they created from scratch to run the actual game. I don't know if a lot of people know this, okay? But they did say that the game, they used the hero engine to develop the game. That's not true. They used the hero engine to develop the game's prototype, the actual in-game engine. The game, the, the engine they're using for the game is brand new. They made it themselves. That's, that's one piece of information that came out of this, this interview that I thought was, was very interesting. Uh, Matt Fuhrer also states that one of the greatest advantages to writing your own engine is that you don't have to make any compromises from the game you want released to the tech that you're limited to using. He cites, although he cannot speak on specifics of advanced in-game systems right now, there are some genre-redefining social systems being developed on their new engine that will distance ESO from another from other MMOs currently on the market. Now, on a side note, the article also gives a first look at what our, the Argonian home, Black Marsh, is going to look like. And it's just a still picture of, of some trees, and it's very, it's very pretty. And, you know, I would definitely check that out as well. It's, it's nice. But head, head to this article, number one, for getting some of those questions and concerns answered and, and some of those misconceptions that are floating, floating around out there. The, uh, this particular article really does address that and addresses it well. Man, I... Yeah, Lou, any thoughts? <laughs> I'm lost for words right now. Well, yeah, yeah I didn't want to interrupt <laughs> you, but yes, um, I just wanted to reiterate, too, that, again, what Yvarwin just stated. I know a lot of people were not very happy with the Hero Engine, uh, and namely, you know, let's not hide the fact, you know, the issues that it has with Star Wars Old Republic, okay? Uh, one of the biggest concerns, too, is that associated with that, with the use of Hero Engine, is that it can't support large-scale interaction between lots of players. Um, and that's especially true with the issues that the Old Republic has had on Elam, for example, open-world PvP, to where, you know, the more players on the screen, the game just god-awfully just slides to a halt because the engine can't support that many people. But here, the big thing to notice in the article from Matt Fire is that he emphatically states is that they used it, but they built stuff off of it. Um, I get the analogy he uses in the article is that the hero engine was their chalkboard, but all the meat and potatoes that they drew on the board is what they took to build their own engine, which is what they're using now. Okay, so they pretty much use the hero engine as a basis, but in the end, it's going to be their own in-house, their own developed, their own proprietary engine that they developed to run Elder Scrolls Online. That see that makes me hopeful in a lot of different ways. Number one. You know, they're, they're building their engine to meet their creative needs. They're actually creating technology to meet their creative mm -hmm. needs. The last time I remember something like that happening was in regard to movies. And that happened with the Matrix series. It also happened with the Star Wars series. You see what I'm getting at? The, uh, it also happened with Jurassic Park. Okay, every, every time a creative company develops technology to suit their their imagination nothing but awesome oh, man. leaks out I still of remember that. prime example ilm folks industrial light and magic george lucas mm -hmm. yep there i still you go. remember waiting in line around a line that was wrapping around a movie theater twice to see jurassic park 
And when I was when I went in there and watched this movie, I was in complete awe. Yeah. And that's what if uh, I have a good feeling about this game. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. I mean, there's the, once once you start creating technology to suit your creative needs, the sky's the limit. It really is. And I, I'm really I'm, my my interest is peaked regarding this this new the the new social systems that that they're cooking up for this game. I'm, I'm wondering what what kind of out of the box thinking are they going to implement in, into an MMO? Yeah. Oh, man, we got so much exciting stuff coming. I can't wait for E3. <laughs> Speaking of which, and our other news, what do we got, sir? Uh, just some stuff that I had I had briefly touched on. All right, there's still nothing on the Dawn Guard front. Uh, we are watching this very carefully. All right, E3 is next week, guys. So Bethesda has said they will release more information you know, during that event, we're 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 doing our show on the sixth, and E three runs the fifth, the sixth, and the seventh. So we're we're doing our show right in the middle of that. So keep watching Elder Scrolls Off the Record dot com. I know um, Joe Bradford is going to be just going ballistic on our site. Uh, watch our Twitter; yes. we're going to be tweeting like mad. Yeah. We're probably going to put out some point five. Oh shows. yeah, we're actually we're we're guaranteed having some point five shows. Um, we're going to be doing a .5 show that following weekend of E3, and then another one the following week, most likely. So we got we got we want to make sure we cover all this for you guys in as much detail as possible. We are here for everybody. <laughs> That's right. And the last headline, um, yes, this other thing I was talking about with uh, ESO. There's there's a huge shift again, and I apologize. You know, we don't we don't mean to be so ESO uh, heavy on our on our news news topics, but the fact is is that's that's the real headline puller at the moment. Um, once Dawn Guard comes out, you know, we're gonna be all over that like white on rice. So uh, just just bear with us. I know a lot of you are not interested in ESO. I apologize, but you know. That's the news, man. So we gotta we gotta break it for for everybody. Fairly. Amen to that. All right, we got a hefty <laughs> crafting table. So let's go ahead and get into sure that do. and get in these awesome mods. Ow, son of a! And here we are in the crafting table. Your mods and other game enhancements. We have some goodies. Talk about this one, Yvonne. This is one of my type of mods right here. Yeah, I thought of you as soon as I read this. Uh, Clarilux, more and brighter lights by My Good Eye. This mod is is really for use in conjunction with other mods that make a realistic nighttime effect. For those running mods that use a natural moonlight effect at night, this mod will increase the light output from existing light sources, as well as add a ton of new light sources along roads and paths and pretty much everywhere else you'll find you'll find lighting. Go to SkyrimNexus.com, search for Clarilux, and make note of the console commands on that page because a lot of these lighting conditions are totally toggleable, and they can be fine-tuned to your liking as well. Uh, the author has this to say about their mod, and I quote: "Clarilux adds hundreds of street street posts, torches." hanging lanterns, magic lights, etc., etc., to help enhance the Skyrim experience while using mods that make nights darker. You can allow you can also use it with vanilla and not and mods that don't make nights darker, but in that case, it'd just be a cosmetic since vanilla night is more like blue sunlight than actual moonlight. Many exterior lights are boosted in order to improve visibility from afar. 
Light posts, light posts are added on all major roads in order to aid nighttime travel. On well-traveled paths, you'll find torches. At most of the forts, you'll find an increase in torches and the inclusion of large bonfires to dissuade attackers from taking advantage of nightfall. At major walled cities, you'll find more lighting design and the addition of more lighting. You might also come across a Clarilux engineer whose job it is to build and maintain the lights. And the best part of all, all the features are optional and are configured via in-game console commands. So again, let me just tell you that that the the if you if you're one of those people that are running a mod that makes the nighttime in Skyrim a much more natural, darker night lit by the moonlight, this in conjunction with those mods, will be perfect for you. Mm. It's going to give you a lot of that, you know, torchy glow effect. Mm. Yummy. Good okay. stuff. I'm looking into this one. Yeah. <laughs> it's, My it's a lot. mod manager is up and running. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, it's definitely a cool little mod. I, I, I liked what I saw. Uh, let's see. We also have, we've got two more mini mods for you. Um... You heard us. Uh, you heard me. You know, squealing about the the Jasus swords, and uh, I want to. I want to cut to Lou because I. I what you heard in the beginning of the show is actually what occurred. Okay, I, I did not hear about this. This is so amazing. We made we made a a on show live uh, decision to just throw this into the crafting table, and and Lou's got all the information. So I want to cut to Lou and have him just you know go go crazy on us. So, Lou, Jason's swords. <laughs> All right, folks. If you are interested in using that mod that I, I mentioned earlier on and got everyone excited about, especially Warwin, oh. it's, it's on SkyrimNexus.com. It's mm-hmm. called Jason's Swords. That's J-A-Y-S-U-S, Swords. And it allows you to actually craft 51 new weapons within the game. All right. Now, there are different types of styles of weapons that go from one hand, you know, from daggers to one-handed swords, it's similar to two-handed weapons. I see axes. Right, and I've used this mod. Ex- yep, I, I've seen. I've used this mod extensively since it came out, and I like it a lot. Um, you do have to have the appropriate skill, though, in smithing to actually craft these weapons. Otherwise, it won't unlock for you. I mean, you'll actually see them in, within the menus when you go to the anvil. But if you don't have the appropriate skill and level, then it won't highlight for you even with the materials at hand. So be aware of that. Okay, and. If you remember earlier on the show, I mentioned I actually created uh, what's called the uh, Fine Crusader Sword. I'm looking at it right now. This thing is for my, for my paladin. <laughs> and yes, it looks like an actual Crusader weapon from the Crusades. Yeah, it's got the yeah. Templar's uh, cross on the the uh, the hilt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, further on down below the handle, it's got a, a medallion with uh, the, the the Templar's cross in there as well. It has beautiful gold inlay all the way down the blade and across the hilt as well. Mm. Yep, I mean, and if you know, some of the swords themselves actually have what's called like a fine or inlaid version of it, meaning you could actually give it gold, silver uh, inlay uh, properties. So it looks much more sophisticated, much more fancier. Okay, and again, you can craft all types of weapons, like a basket. I believe there's a basket hilt sword in there as well, a katana. All right, various types of daggers. Okay, there are some actual Khajiit weapons that uh, Jason actually went out and created. I'm looking at so. one here. Uh, it's called Blade of Debella, and the the actual handle and hilt 
is that of of a uh, a naked woman, and then the sword is is tapered at the bottom, rises up, gets very thin, and then and then gets very bold um, at the very end, the tip. It looks a lot like Sting from Lord of the Rings, and uh, it has you know beautiful um, you know uh, swirly etch markings on the blade as well. Right, and you know what he used for his inspiration is the fact that he this creative is Ma Jesus. You know, is a big weapons aficionado, so he went back and he's you know, done some research, and he tries to base these weapons off of actual real-life counterparts throughout history. So when you look at these weapons, they look amazing. And if you ever went to a museum and actually went to the, I guess, an arms portion of it where they have, like, old medieval weapons or Asian, you know, Japanese weapons, you would look at these weapons and go, wow, you know, these are very close to real life. Uh, the amount of detailing he put through... And then not to mention the actual assignments of like stats he put to them, like how much damage they do. He kept them all within reason within the game. Nothing game-breaking there. I mean, if it's a one-handed weapon, depending upon the quality of the weapon itself, he's kept it within the range that we all find you know, playing the game itself. Yeah. So I love this. cheating. Liz. Wow. Uh, <laughs> he's an exploit. It's an actual – he's kept within bounds of weapon damage and output. The Magnificent Sword, which is a, kind of like a custom rapier, actually has the fleur-de-lis on the, uh, the very bottom of the, uh, the handle as well. All righty. What about our last mod? Oh, yeah. I have to, I have to uh, go back to the notes now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Quid drilling. Get the weapons. Quid- <laughs> uh, Kate Beckinsale Companion by Leia Sue. Leia Sue. No, she's attractive and she was really hot in... Um... In the uh, Lycan series, the Underworld, mm, yeah, but uh, I don't know, not that attractive. Now, if it was yeah. someone like uh, Olivia Munn or um, mm. uh, what's her name from the Fantastic Four? Uh, oh, I know like, who you're talking about. She's yeah. like one of the prettiest actresses there is in the world. Not so much name. though after she uh, after she had the kid. I don't know, something happened to me. You know, for uh, <laughs> anyway, you were saying this <laughs> <laughs> She lost a little bit of that luster, I think. Uh, so, <laughs> all right, so how many times have you been playing Skyrim and thought, gee, wouldn't it be awesome if Kate Beckinsale was here? Well, if you're that guy, here you go. She's a full companion who plays as a combat assassin, levels up with you, and the best part, gentlemen, you can marry her. Oh. Yes, <laughs> yes, indeed, you can find Kate on the top floor of the Bannered Mare in Whiterun. She starts off with the Dark Brotherhood armor. To download, go to SkyrimNexus.com, search for Kate Beckinsale Companion. If this mod becomes popular, the author has said he will release Olivia Wilde and Jennifer Lawrence, whom have been locked up in Lou's Love Dungeon for a better part of the year now. So let's download this mod and give him a little sunlight. Sorry, Lou. It's okay. I'm not denying it. (laughs) (laughs) Dang. So we got a lot more mods for you guys to play around with and have some fun. Um, we're going to move on to the Elder Scroll. A fragment of time, a piece of creation, a record of history, history itself. The Elder Scroll.
In the Elder Scroll, Lore's Lou, Lore, Lou, Louie, Lore, Lore. That guy over there that's awesome with lore is going to lay it down. Alrighty. Thank you, Joe. Okay. This week, actually, the lore, the lore segment is a suggestion from one of our listeners, from Nick Walker. So thanks, Nick. Because when I actually read this email, I actually did realize that, wow, there are really are a lot more races out there that we just hear mention of or seen briefly that really, I, I guess, need to be heard from, uh, especially in terms of what the lore they offer for the entire series of games, you know, from Arena onto Skyrim, and soon to be also as well of the Elder Scrolls Online. So this week, I am going to cover the Alien. They were the first to forge an elven empire. Now, the Alien, they're also known as the Wild Elves, Wild Elves or the Heartland High Elves. And as just mentioned, they were the first race ever on Tamriel to establish their own empire. The Aelids, they had lived so long ago, from way before the First Era, uh, they primarily existed during the Mythic Era, that little of the history is known, and whatever writings that do exist and have been found are undecipherable because the races of today's timeline within Skyrim, Elder Scrolls Skyrim, they just can't read it. That's how old this race is. And the other races have nothing in comparison to even begin uh, to decipher the language. Now, at the peak of their culture, the Aelid controlled all the lands of what is now Cyrodiil. And what I found a fascinating fact as well is, in fact, they were the ones who built the White Gold Tower. And they established the Damn. Imperial City. That thing's been up there that long? Well, yeah, I'll get into that. Yeah, they were the first to build the White Gold Tower and built the Imperial City. So it's, the Imperial City is that old. Wow. Now, they built their empire, of course, upon the backs of their slaves, the earliest ancestors of the Cyrodiilic and the North races in Tamriel. Now, it is during this time, too, that the Aelid reached the peak of their pursuits, uh, which is majorly in, oh, primarily in arcane arts. The brief description that exists to this day uh, of the Aelid is given in the book, Volume 5, The Second Seed of 2920, and it says that, quote, they were darker than the Altmer, but lighter than the Dunmer, unquote. So it kind of suggests that they have a, well, like a, a tannish complexion, similar to that what you find in the Bosmer in the game now. And as I mentioned before, remember, the alien constructed the White Gold Tower, and it served as a central temple. Now, whatever writings or the lore that exists, it, it intimates that the alien may have also had a close relationship to the Daedra and, and the various Daedric princes of Oblivion. Well, that explains why they're not around yep, anymore. And, <laughs> yep, and this relationship may explain how the Aelid had such awesome power for their time. You know, since they're openly worshipping and, you know, cavorting with the Daedra, hey, Daedra paid them back by, you know, giving them unlimited power. <laughs> 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 but in the end, too, it's also this very same relationship that's going to lead to their downfall. And I'm going to get into that in just a little bit. Now, as time went on, until the start of the First Era, the Aelid is somewhat retrogressed and their empire is now divided into various small kingdoms under the rule of an aristocratic class. Their original imperial government no longer functioned, no longer existed. And the White Gold Tower became now their central council chamber, which was important to all the various fiefdoms uh, of the alien. Now also, when the first era begins, exactly a century after it begins, there's going to be a slave who is born and she'll be known as Alessia the Slave Queen. She starts off at Sancretor. That's that how she's built. Hot. Yes, she was. <laughs> that's where she was born at. 
yeah, through her. Mm-hmm. She's the one who will help inspire the slaves of the alien into rebellion. Now, Alessia will receive divine inspiration and direct intervention and aid from the Aedra themselves to overthrow, overthrow the role of the alien. Well, and it's often wondered if the Aedra willingly and openly aid Alessia and the various peoples of the alien because they openly traffic with the Aedra. So no one really knows. But it is kind of uh, hinted that that Alessia and her armies and the various slaves races of the Aelid would not have succeeded if the Aedra themselves did not directly help them overthrow their masters. Now, it's not until 400 years later, after the revolt had started, that the armies of the Lacian Order had driven out or exterminated what remained of the Aelid people from Cyrodiil and the surrounding areas. Now, scholars generally believe that whoever survived that the Aelid emigrated en masse to Valenwood and quite possibly the Somerset Isles, where they then began to integrate into the other Merov races that were there at the time. But there are also persistent rumors leading into the Second Era, which somehow can't be rejected or, or dismissed outright, that there might be wild tribes of pure alien descendants still hiding uh, within the Cyrodiilic forests. Mm-hmm. Now, it's also this time, to the Second Era, that the aliens were now driven into a state that many regard as primitive, a really big step backwards, a major retrogression which is now, they pick up their name, the Wild Elves. And again, they've gone into living off the land, living within the forest of Cyrodiil. Though still little is known about uh, modern aliens, if they even exist, and, and their culture. What was known is that maybe these tribes, you know, they possessed vast differences among the tribes. Even though they're all alien. you know, if they lived 100 miles away, they were culturally different from their neighbors. But one common thing they did share was their xenophobia, which was likely a remnant of the Alessian Reformation, when the Alessian armies went out of their way to destroy everything of Aelid and their culture. Now, the last reported sighting of an Aelid uh, only occurred maybe a thousand years before the events of the Elder Scrolls games. So it's still unknown whether a few Aelids still survive in the wilds of Cyrodiil or whether or not the ancient race uh, has finally expired and passed away into memory. Wow. And there you go. I mean, that's a quick and down and dirty brief of the Aelid and Aelid culture. Hopefully everyone likes it and... Again, if anyone wants to more, do some more research, there is quite a bit of lore, especially that ties into and branches out to um, Alessia all right, and her personage and then the Weichel Tower itself. So hope you all like it. There it is. This is like meta-myth. It's a myth within a myth because the, the idea of the Elder Scrolls and, and Nern and Tamriel is, is you know modern storytellers telling our version of of myth stories within a media. This, within all of that story, exists the myth of these Aelids. I mean, this is like, I hate to say it, but this is like a, a, you know, a Bigfoot to us. <laughs> you know, we're, we don't know if, if, if Bigfoot exists. And the last time we saw Bigfoot was, you know, long, you know, <laughs> long ago. And, you know, it's like it's like they it's like an alien uh, you know race to us. You know, they they don't know if these these alids are are out there. So um, I I this is like uber interesting to me. I, I I love all of that. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the few, I, uh, one of the very first races ever of the mare, the elves yeah. that exist. Okay, and already you can tell how, how David Savage themselves had a set. I guess the wow, how how do you say this without sounding? negative with about the the mirror races <laughs> the impression that other races will have of the mirror you know especially since you know that they they 
the Merovalvans, what the Bosmer, the Falmer, you know, the more so, you know, this really does hint at maybe the elves have that really dark nature. Yes, they're highly advanced, highly civilized, but they've also got that mean streak in them <laughs> that makes you want to hate them, mm. especially the Nords. The Nords. Yeah, you know these loose, <laughs> these loose segments, these loose segments. These lore segments, Lou, are, are just awesome, buddy. I mean, it was a, a great idea that you came up with to do this. And um, I'm actually, I talked to Ivarwin briefly about this, but one of these days, I would like to just sit down and record you doing a whole bunch of lore of your choice and then just putting it out as like a bonus episode at some point if it's something if, if you ever want to do that. Sure. I think that would be nice. And so we got a, a couple of suggestions of people asking if we would do that for him one of these days and uh, I'm asking you publicly on the air so I can put you on the spot <laughs> <laughs> no pressure no pressure no peer pressure whenever we can yeah we'll get together we'll do it alright we have a big town square to get into gentlemen are you ready to do this let's ready to rock and roll let's do it hear that something's going on in the town square And here we are in the town square, your emails and iTunes shoutouts. The producer's email of the week today came in from Tubello. I'm not sure I got that right. He didn't really sign it. I just took it from his email address. Back before I left, I was working on a kableep character, Cadistilfungu, <laughs> otherwise known as the BA Thief Assassin, Invisible Stealth Knight, Phantom Dark Brotherhood, Nightingale Vampire, Nocturnal Darkness Shadow Ghost, Black Apparition, Underworld Spectre Spirit, Series F. And now have him up to level 36. <laughs> I can't believe I did that. Ah, oh, good job. <laughs> In an attempt to power level pickpocketing, pickpocketing and to make some serious cash, now that I had become Guildmaster of the Thieves Guild and had fence merchants all over Skyrim, I created a challenge called Pickpocket Everyone. Basically, the challenge is to pickpocket every single unnamed NPC in the game. This is similar to Joe's challenge he did some months back where he robbed every merchant blind. Actually, it was every building blind. But I want everybody's valuables off their person. Every single named person, I systematically scored each city, scoured each city, starting with Saltude, sneaking up on every NPC I came across, and cleared them completely out. I confessed I used the minor exploit called Quick Save before pickpocket, reload, um, re... re- Blah, 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 blah. Reload from save if I got caught, just be- because gel sucks. Yes, it does. It does. But as it turned out, I only got caught three or four times anyway. Dude, you're like my hero. Gel especially <laughs> stinks in Skyrim if your cellmate is a big orc who hasn't seen a woman in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you're playing a female character who is very voluptuous in a thong. That's one of issues. <laughs> He says, simply by concentrating on on high value items, I leveled pickpocketing three, the pickpocketing tree to one hundred in literally one and a half hours. After a round or two of stolen item sales, I have already at fifty thousand gold, halfway to a hundred thousand achievement. At the moment, I don't yet have all all the trees perks, but once I get them all, I'm going to move to the second part of the challenge: make everybody naked. Starting with the Jarls. <laughs> I will pick the clothes off of every Jarl Skyrim in broad daylight as they are surrounded by the court. <laughs> Make everybody naked. P.S. Did you know that Ulfric Stormcloak has nothing on him? His pockets are totally empty. 
Yeah, he's a real cheap jerk. <laughs> I, I just this email made me chuckle, and I thought that this uh, this little challenge of his was epic. It was like taking what I did and taking a step further of being just nasty. <laughs> so. Yeah, I love how he says that what you did was a challenge. That wasn't you challenging yourself. That was you amusing yourself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is exactly what this sounds like he's doing, too. He's just doing it to yeah. amuse himself. But the last part of making everybody naked, especially if he has a nude mod for the oh female males, is just hilarious. Absolutely yeah. hilarious. I want pictures of proof to Bello. Just saying. Make it happen. And I completely forgot my other you know points I wanted to make on this email, so... Thank you for your email. And Ivar, when we get the next one, buddy? Yeah, this one comes from Richard D. And he says, to the Elder Scrolls off the record crew, I really enjoy your show. I started playing Skyrim when it came out, but only got a month of game time in before The Old Republic came out. Thanks to your show, I rediscovered Skyrim and can't be happier. I'm a big Elder Scrolls fan and still remember fond times of racing home from college class to beat my roommate to the computer to play Daggerfall. And one more thanks. One of you guys mentioned the tip to help focus what your goal is with your character. I had this problem when I started playing the uh, started playing with the spec points all over the place and subsequently getting owned in any dungeon I walked into. Thanks to your tip on creating a backstory and focus for my character, it's been much easier playing. Thanks, and keep up the great work, Richard D. You're welcome, Richard. Our pleasure. Our <laughs> pleasure. Indeed. Yeah, we kind of got away from the tips theme because we started running out of tips, but Ivarwin picked up again, and he's been doing a phenomenal job of getting those tips back out to you guys. Even I learned something this week. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and uh yeah we thank you for your email sir really appreciate it and keep on playing at skyrim there's so much goodies coming out guys just wait and keep on playing tour because there's more stuff coming out for that too oh <laughs> yeah and check out star wars off the record <laughs> hey. all right our next email lou okay our next email comes from tix nine watch your mouth <laughs> i beg your pardon this is a family show <laughs> and tix nine writes in Hey guys, I have been a listener of the show since episode one. I think it's great, especially with Dave and his pigtails. We like them too. But recently, I thought to yeah. climb to the very top of the throat of the world in Skyrim. And what I found amused me in the side of the mountain is an item called the Notched Pickaxe. And I knew it was a direct tie into <laughs> Minecraft. Just thought I would share it with you. From Tix9. P.S. Your Minecraft server is amazing, even though I have not been on it in a while. <laughs> I've been wondering what happened to you, T.Y.? And thank you. We've been working very hard on that server. Um, yeah, I think we missed. I did a little segment of this a little while ago about Easter eggs and brought this up. It is. I, I love that tie-in, and yeah, it is a direct Easter egg from Minecraft. Yeah. Yeah, there is also a mod out there. You can make the uh, diamond sword from Minecraft in Skyrim <laughs> if you so choose. It, it's out there. <laughs> they need to add um, a mod that has creepers in Skyrim. Not saying I thought, no, 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 never do that. Never. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what they could do is they can make a mod that makes creepers with the, the uh, summoning tree, the conjuration. That would be That'd funny. That would be epic. <laughs> that would be so cool. to go kill the dragons. <laughs> with that goofy look on their face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
<laughs> anyway, the next email comes from Janice, and he says, "Hello, ESOTR crew. Just a quick note from a, a quick note about some fun I had when I went to go killed <laughs> Gerald the Kind using my illusionist thief. I decided to try something a little different. It didn't kill her, but it was one of the most amusing things ever. Fury spell. If you're hidden." And shoot this at her. She won't attack you, but start going after all the kids and punching them. That's not funny. That's wrong. I laughed so hard. Unfortunately, neither the kids or her assistant became hostile to kill her, so I still had to. After she has done, after she was done willing on the kids and calmed down, I whipped out my wabajack and blasted her into a pile of goo and gold. Yay! Kids leaped up for joy everywhere and excited about the end of tyranny and their newfound wealth. <laughs> Love all your podcasts, Janice. You know what amuses me about this this email is I never thought about actually using Wabajack. 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 <laughs> never even occurred. Now, however, I don't agree with her, her beating on the kids. However, it would make a great plot, you know, um, moral plot for like Lou's character. I mean, she sees her beating on these kids physically. Why not end her life? Why not whip out your Wabajack? Yeah, you know, I always get that weapon, though, after I do this quest, though, <laughs> on my character. So maybe next time around, I'll just get the weapon check first and just zap her. And watch it turn to a Daedric Prince and kill me one shot. But that's okay. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Any other thoughts, guys? No, no, uh, this one. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to try that now. <laughs> <laughs> Wabajack? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Ivar, one. You want to tackle this last email, sir? Sure. This comes from IB Human. And he writes in I made my follower carry a Giants Club, and she was able to use it. But it made me sad because I'm not able to. Oh, and I have a question. Maybe you guys know why. Why isn't Skyrim playable on a Mac? I play on a PS3 and love it but would love to play with the mods available, but I can't because it's not available for, for Mac. Well, IB Human, uh, it's not available for Mac because Macs haven't been invented yet in Skyrim. <laughs> so that's why. <laughs> the actual reality of it is is that the Mac, the Mac platform, the OS requires a whole different coding than the PC. And it's in order to make that investment, that investment of redoing it worthwhile, they have to have a player base for it. Um, currently, the Mac player base is only a small portion, a very small portion, of the actual computer player base for gaming. Um, so small, in fact, that most gaming companies don't really make a Mac version. Um, if they do, it usually comes out long after the game has already been released for the PC. They have to have an actual market for it. Um, so unfortunately, with Mac, it, it they don't. It's 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 the Mac community is growing, but it's still a, a very small portion of the computer using industry. So unfortunately, that's the way the industry looks at it. I like Joe's answer better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> technical explanations work the best. <laughs> yes, indeed. All right, our five star review shoutouts, Mr. Lou. Okay. Uh, five star review shoutouts from America. We have Scotty D, Breaking a Dam, The Guinea, Lord Baron, The Great Bandit King, Hey Zargo, and Pwiley99. From our friends across the pond in the UK, we have Sully82, 
Mega Smash Up 2000. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder if that person's a Dragon Ball Z fan. Anyway, from New Zealand, <laughs> Shape 360. All right, our final thoughts of this episode, gentlemen. Um, despite the headache I gave my poor hosts over the last four weeks, um, I thought the challenge was uh, a success. And I loved seeing everybody's reports and their characters and everything they sent in regarding the challenge. And we got a couple of people. I think we got about four or five people that wrote in with the completed challenge and telling us how much they really enjoyed it. And I can't wait to get on my Ranger again and play him, especially with these new mods and toys. It's going to be a blast. Gentlemen, oh, yeah. what about you? Mr. Varwin. Oh, boy. Um... Harkening back through this entire episode, geez, you know, I always have a hard time doing that. Um, I, I'll have to say the the highlight for me on the show has been re- recalling all the things I learned with my my necromancer and and the things that I want to I want to change about this character. Aside from that, I really can't wait to have the time now to actually play my paladin and report on on how how that character is doing as well and uh i think the next week ahead i'm gonna have just just a a great robust play session between these two characters and being able to you know sit back and relax and you know enjoy the game without without feeling like i have to you know rush 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 um, additionally, I really do like the fact that, you know, I'm now feeling much more comfortable using magic as, as a main combat system in my gameplay. And I'm looking forward to exploring more options, um, with that as well. And those mods, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> all those mods look, look awesome and just, just so much fun. So and I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to downloading Jace's swords for sure. Lou, what about you? Well, the challenge has been, as I said before, quite an eye-opener. Um, it's allowed me to actually go out and really explore a totally different play style from what I'm used to. Uh, not going, you know, I'm not going to lie, it's very frustrating at times, uh, to the point where I just literally say the game shut it off and walked away and played something else or just didn't do anything with Skyrim for a while. But it is, you know, I'm beginning to like it more and more. Um, I can see the appeal that it has for players, especially you know, being able to play that living tank uh, scenario where you're the you know you're the bad man pajama in Skyrim and you're out there to prove it. Uh, but you know, still for me, I still have to get used Just to say it. Say bad man pajama. That's right. I use that reference. <laughs> <laughs> and I am looking forward to that Kate Beckinsale mod. <laughs> Indeed. Because I want Olivia Munn <laughs> out there as a companion. Darn it. <laughs> Man, Olivia Munn's companion, and you give her one of the modified armor. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we we definitely miss Dave this episode. Um, we hope everything's okay with him, and I know he had to work late tonight. He's got our our love out there, and we'd like to again thanks thank Liz and Fred for you know participating in this challenge and giving us their input. It was a lot of fun having them on the show. And look forward to all the good things to come soon, guys. Uh, We can't wait to talk more about all the good stuff coming out and how to reach us. 
You can find everything about any of our shows at the at questgamingnetwork.com. That is our main portal site. You can find us at elderscrollsoffthericord.com is the specific website for this show in particular. Check it out, guys. We always got some goodies up there. And Mr. Bradford keeps putting up awesome articles on all the latest news for the Elder Scrolls games. So check a look at that. You can email us with anything you want. Your favorite character, any comment, question, any questions, period. Anything at elderscrollsofftherecord at gmail.com. And again, please take our radio survey. It's found on each of our brand new websites. It only takes between 5 and 10 minutes and is so important for our shows. Um, and we'd like to thank everybody who has done the radio surveys. We really appreciate it. All your input has been extremely helpful for helping us to improve all of our shows. Actually, um, uh, Joe, I have a quick update on, on all that. Yeah, shoot. We, we, got, we had somebody who sent us an email saying, dude, I took the radio survey and it's a lot shorter than five minutes. So, um, I mean, when I, when I took it, I wasn't timing myself, but it, it felt about, you know, five minutes long. And, um, you know, so that's why we say this, but honestly, like there, there are people out there who, who go through this, this whole thing and it, it doesn't take them five minutes. So, I mean, it really isn't a whole lot of, a whole lot of time and it really helps us out tremendously. Hmm. It does a lot. And we appreciate everybody who has taken the time to do so. As for our Twitter, you can find this show at Elder Scrolls OTR. You can find me at author J.R. Wilson. Evarwin can be found at Evarwin. Go figure. E-V-A-R-W-Y-N. The man with the master plan. And Lou can be found at GamerGuy11B. You think he's got one of the coolest Twitter names. And Dave can be found at D-I- <coughs> <laughs> D in force. D I N D I E N F O R C E. I E N Force. Force. <laughs> I get so many emails now about people doing that. Uh, Elder Scrolls Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with Middle Earth Network, and I would just like to say, boost for all you all next week. Take care, everyone. Be safe. Take care, everyone. Thank you all for being here. Hope to see you all again next week. Bye, Dave. With the pain starting to come back in the mouth, so I'm kind of like, uh, do I need to take another one? You want a pain in the mouth, yeah. In the molar. And stick it up your nose. Like, how, how, like, do you think people would be, Callie, you're gonna knock my coffee over, and I'm gonna like, rage quit life, and so will you. Um, <laughs> a 50 50 shot that you may have pain. <laughs> Did you call him up and be like, the glass is half empty, dick. No, it was more like, you son of a bitch, this is killing me. Alright, I, I basically went into this, I said, dude, I had three broken ribs, a broken sternum, and I fought, and still fought in the World Championships, and I felt better than I do now. <laughs> you know what I miss? One of their hosts they had on G4, um, what was her name? Olivia Munn. Oh. 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 Oh.
one of the oh. hottest women I've ever seen. Oh. <laughs> and I think if I would agree with me. Oh. Olivia Munn. Fred's so awesome. Yes. It's it's literally cute. I love how he talks about our shows and he knows them better than we do. He's like, you remember that one episode when Avarwin was like, Joe, that's awesome. <laughs> Joe was like, sorry, I had my mic muted. <laughs> that was so funny. Like, what? He scares me. He's like those kids at the Star Trek conventions. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we should totally do that. Alright, we're selling tickets for Joe's house. It's called DorkCon. <laughs> Uh, our panel is going to be on his couch. <laughs> <laughs>